This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Mississippi Education Connection. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. On today's show... We'll discuss education and workforce development in Mississippi by taking a closer look at MPB's workforce development initiative, Getting to Work Mississippi, with our guest, Sharon Person, Director of Community Engagement here at MPB. We'll also speak with representatives from the Mississippi Community College Board about programs they offer and how they benefit the future of Mississippi. Now, if you'd like to be a part of our conversation, the number to call is one 877 MPB ring. Again, that's one 672 7464 Well, good morning, Tara. Good morning, Michelle. How are you today? I am doing well and actually better now that you're here in your lemon-lime Sprite dress. You look Brighten it everything up for this Friday. Yes, I want some key lime pie now. Um, you look like a slice of key lime pie well, all right, with the dear. crust. Uh-huh. Java's laughing because he's like, that was dead on. Was that dead on, Java? Perfect. I perfect. love key lime pie. It's my I can tell. favorite pie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it is the holiday weekend. A slice of pie. A slice of pie yes. on my Friday morning. Thank you. Thank yes. you so much. <laughs> Speaking of a slice of pie, it's funny you segue that so perfectly. Didn't even know you did it. I did. But um, everybody wants a piece of the pie. Everybody wants uh, a good job, a good career. And I, let me take that back. Everybody wants a good career. I would beg to say that I don't want a, just a job. I don't know if you think the same way. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Getting people in careers and getting them skills to have, what's that word you said last week? Sustainable wage. Sustainable wages. I like that. Um, That's what we want to push Mississippians towards, not just working. We're not putting down minimum wage. We're not putting down McDonald's and fast food places at all. But we're saying sustainable wage is something that you at least have a passion for, or if you're not working at that particular place, you can take that skill and work somewhere else. And that's what we're talking about today, how to get Mississippians on the right track to sustainable income. I love it. Now, Tara, our first guest today has been a member of the education department here at MPB for quite some time. And she's here today with us to give us an inside look at uh, your workforce development initiative program called Getting to Work Mississippi. Let's welcome to the show now, Director of of Community Engagement, Ms. Sharon Person. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Well, thank you again for being here today, Sharon. I know you guys have a lot on your plates, always busy over there in education land, as I call it. Um, But before we begin talking about, of course, the Getting to Work Mississippi and how it was designed, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and give us a little background about uh, you and MPB, because you've been here for a while. I have. Thank you, Michelle. I am the Director of Community Engagement here at MPB, and I've actually started working here 19 years ago. And I started when our early childhood division was actually first being created. So I've worked on everything from early childhood to our health initiatives and community engagement events, and now, of course, uh, workforce development. Wow. So you, you've seen your department grow over 19 years. Absolutely. 
I have to ask another question. What has been the most rewarding part of working in the education department here at MPB for you? I definitely has to be um, serving others, being able to provide resources and education and just um, things that, that Mississippians really need and serving our communities has been definitely the most rewarding experience of my life. Wow. Now, you mentioned, of course, we mentioned um, Getting to Work Mississippi. You managed that program and others. Talk about the initiative um, and how it came about. Well, in 2018, um, MPB actually received a two-year grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting to create a workforce development initiative. And it was originally called American Graduate. It was set up to initially help with dropout prevention, which eventually segued into workforce development. Um, We have named ours Getting to Work Mississippi. And basically what we did, because workforce was so new to us, I've done early childhood, I've done, um, you know, health initiatives, things like that, but workforce development was definitely new for MPB. And so we traveled the state and we met with the experts to really assess Um, Mississippi's workforce challenges and the opportunities. And then we use that that feedback and that information to produce videos that highlighted high-demand careers with high-earning potential for Mississippians. Now, you say you guys uh, actually went out to gather information to put together in your initiative. What was some of the most important information you received from um, the communities in the state about what Mississippi needs? I'm sorry. That's fine. Um, I think what we were learning is there's a huge skills gap. So it's it's not that we don't have the workforce and it's not that we don't have the jobs in Mississippi, but there is a skills gap that needs to be addressed in order to prepare our workforce and our students to be able to obtain those jobs and then be successful once they do obtain them. So, Sharon, talk a little bit about the um, sectors and the research that we did, we did, you guys did, and what you learned there, and about those a little bit more about those videos that can that we put together. So we focused on five key industry sectors in Mississippi, um, and those sectors included energy, logistics, IT, healthcare, and manufacturing jobs. These are all jobs in Mississippi that you can um, that have a career pathway, but they also Um, have skills and trainings programs available um, at community colleges. So these are all careers you can obtain with less than a two-year degree in most cases. But not only that, it's what's most needed in Mississippi right now, as well as uh, the high earning potential with, with a pathway. It's not, like you said earlier, Michelle, it's not a job, it's actually a career. So those are the sectors we focused on. We actually highlighted two jobs in each of those sectors, and so there were videos that were created, and they include things like cybersecurity um, careers and barge deckhands and nursing, and all of those are on our website. You can definitely view those. What's great about the videos is um, we interviewed not just, you know, the schools and the programs that provide those trainings, but we interviewed the students that are actually enrolled in those programs those that are already enrolled and those that have already obtained um, jobs after their their time with the program. And, it, and we show you a 
a kind of a day in the life of what it looks like to be in that position and be in those careers. Yeah, and speaking of, you mentioned the community college board, the community colleges, and we're going to be talking to them in just a few minutes here. But we could not have uh, this program, at least the, this part of it, couldn't have been successful without them. They allowed us to come into the colleges and come on campus and work with our television department here at MPB and create those videos. So we're um, most happy to have them as a partner, continuing partner with us. So let me, I'm sorry, let me ask both of you guys a question, Tara and Sharon. So I'm um, hearing that you're getting to work in Mississippi uh, program in, involves videos and information about different careers and places that offer programs to get into those careers. Um, what else is involved in getting to uh, getting to work in Mississippi? Well, if, if you um, visit our website, you'll find a lot of information there. Um, all the videos are available, but along with those videos, you'll see little sections that highlight um, the salary ranges in those careers. Um, they highlight the skills and abilities you would need to be successful, like math or team building and critical thinking. Um, we also highlight the types of sectors that hire for those careers. So whether it's a manufacturing plant, automotive, or hospitals, all of that information is laid out as well. We have a form that can be filled out. There's a contact us um, section. So if somebody is interested in learning more about programs that are available to them at our, at our local community colleges, there's a, um, there's a form that can be filled out. We'll make sure you get the information you need. Um, and then if you're, if you're just not sure what you want to do and you want to explore careers, we do have a career profiler. It's called ONET, and there's a link to that. You can just fill that assessment out, and it'll give you a nice feedback, a great printout of um, what kind of careers may be um, best suited for you and your skills and what you're interested in. So that's kind of fun to take. I took it myself. I think I'm still in the right career. I don't think it told me to do anything different. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Well, well I, it, it, right it yes. sounds like this program is for adult education, but is it for um, young adults as well, high school students? Yeah, so our target audience was really 16 to 26-year-olds. Maybe those 16 to 17-year-olds that did not finish school that need to go back and maybe get their high school equivalency, all the way up to um, young adults that may be in career transition, you know, want to do something different, and our, um, our veterans, our returning ve veterans, any service members that have come back and they need to transi transition back into the civilian workforce, um, we have resources and um, partners for them as well. Sharon, share a little bit about Workforce Wednesday, soft skills, and dress for success. So our um, Workforce Wednesdays are these fun meetings that we host every third Wednesday of the month. They're from 1130 to 1230, so they're basic, your, basically your lunch hour. And we meet via Zoom right now. Um, we have a great guest speaker. We still do fun door prizes and giveaways. And what we try to do is connect our network and people that may want to partner with us or are already in partnership with us. Uh, people are, are able to learn new um, things that are happening in the workforce and just kind of really stay up to date about Mississippi's workforce needs and challenges and, and successes. So that's Workforce Wednesdays. Um, you can you can also you know join in anytime you want. It's it's there's it's open to the public, and there's a link always on our website to register. 
Um, we did a series of soft skills videos, which was really fun to do. There are six videos, and we really kind of focused on the do's and don'ts in the workplace. So we used some high school students, so it's, it's really fun, and it's scenario-based. They're really short, um, so catches your attention span, and they're on our website as well. It talks about things like working in a team environment and how to dress for success and um, the ability to accept constructive criticism. So those kind of skills that are needed in the workforce today that we're hearing um, from employers that our workforce is lacking. So we took that challenge on and, and created those videos as well. And then Dress for Success um, is actually a blog that one of our, um, our co-workers did. She did a great job of um, focusing. I kind of took off from the soft skills series, so it kind of focused on specifically professionalism in the workplace, how to dress for success, appropriate shoes, appropriate makeup, down to your nail care and Java's even uh, on that page. You'll see a picture of him as well. So you'll see a whole bunch of <laughs> Mississippi public broadcasting folks, but it's real, it was really fun, a do's and don'ts um, bird's eye view, like what looks right in the workplace. Yeah, so we did a lot of research. Um, and as the um, during the pandemic these last six months, we have also continued to do research so that we could stay abreast of you know, the workforce and, you know, what's new, new, new um, jobs. And what's that new, um, what was one of the new ones that people are going to start um, looking at and getting into, Sharon? Like telecommunications. Mm -hmm. And telehealth. <laughs> and what about telehealth? Because you, you brought up a good point, Tara and Sharon. COVID-19 has changed a lot in the um, work sector. So a lot of things, policies, and a lot of things have changed. So how did COVID-19, I heard you say you guys are doing Zoom. Workforce Wednesdays are now virtual. And um, so did you have to change a little bit of how you guys, uh, or what information you disseminate to the public because of COVID-19? We... The, the information we put out is still, you know, same, and, mm -hmm. and everything that we're doing is, is still timely and very relevant right mm -hmm. now. I mean, we're the education department. Right. Of course, you know, our, our all of our departments, our early childhood, our community engagement, and our digital resources, they were huge, and they were, you know, very relevant and timely during the pandemic and before the pandemic and now. And so we just we do what we always do in education. We just adapt and adjust and, and, and make it happen. And so that's what we did. So typically Workforce Wednesdays are in person, but we were able to switch gears and put it on Zoom and didn't miss a beat. So have you did you guys add any, uh, I guess, CDC guidelines or just pushing mask wearing, uh, hand washing and six you know guidelines? What is it? The social distancing? Did you guys have you guys thought about adding a little bit of that COVID-19 miss uh, in any of your new work? Wednesdays? Well, we haven't done it in Workforce Wednesdays, but we definitely did it throughout the education department. And if you follow our um, MPB education social medias, you'll see some of that. We have our very own Ed Said doing a video wearing his mask, and he's got some Ed, Ed Said mask. And then we've also had some um, some students that we reached out to that uh, we sent some masks to, and they have their little mask on with pictures so you can see a mask up. Mississippi hashtag um, on our MPB education social media. And that's been fun to see all of the students and the families who have received the mask that we sent to them. Mm -hmm. That's been fun seeing them. And so we ask people to go and check it out on our social media page, education, MPB education on Facebook and Twitter and 
Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. So before we go, Sharon, uh, what are some of the or who are some of the partners that uh, work with you guys in the um, in this partnership? We had some really great partners. Like I said, we would not have known even where to start with workforce development. So we um, reached out to our neighbors, our Mississippi Community College Board that you're going to have on a little bit later. They were very instrumental in helping us to really narrow down our focus and figure out salary ranges and skills. They helped us a whole lot. That played a big part in building out our web website as related to getting to work Mississippi. Um, of course, Tara mentioned our community colleges, which they just opened their doors and allowed us to interview them and film on their campus. And it was really great having them as partners. Um, the Mississippi Department of Employment Security had a lot of information, a lot of resources for us. And then we could not have done as much as, as we did without our veteran resource organizations. We had the Department of Veterans Affairs. We had Military One Source, Citizen Soldier for Life. We just had a lot of partners that were very instrumental in helping us to, to craft our message, focus in on what we wanted to highlight, and they just they were always very supportive of our efforts. So we really appreciate all that they've done. And though this is good work um, that we have been doing and the grant helped kick us off, Sharon, we're still we're still in it, and we are planning, Michelle, to continue this work in workforce development because educating our students and also helping the unemployed with information that we provide, you know, from, you know, whether it's high school to a veteran, it's still very much relevant. And Sharon and her team has done a, a very good job at doing the research and working with internally and externally to collaborate to make this effort um, a success. Well, Sharon, thank you so much for uh, explaining what getting to Mississippi, getting to work Mississippi is all about. And, of course, if you want more information, you can go on their website at education at mpbonline.org. Thank you, Sharon Person, uh, for spending a little time with us today here at Mississippi Education Connection. You have a great weekend. Thank you. You do the same. All right. Well, it's time for us to take a quick break, and when we return... We'll continue our conversation about education and workforce development in Mississippi with our guest from Mississippi Community College Board, Brunwyn Robertson and Sandy Christ. Now, if you have a question or you have a comment, give us a call at 1-877-672-7464. Stay tuned. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. host of Southern Remedies Relatively Speaking, a show that explores issues that relate to you and your family, from mental health obstacles and family interactions to handling life disruptions. Whatever it is, we're here to help. Find out what we're all about and subscribe to the podcast by using any podcast app or by downloading our MPB Public Media app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Good morning. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. 
Well, today we're discussing education and workforce development in Mississippi. Now, if you'd like to join our conversation, the number to call is one 672 7464. Now, before the break, we spoke with Sharon Person, Director of Community Engagement here at MPB, about their workforce development initiative, Getting to Work Mississippi. Now, let's continue our conversation about uh, workforce in Mississippi with our guest from the Mississippi Community College Board, Brunwyn Robertson and Sandy Christ. Good morning, ladies. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, thanks for being here with us today. We know you have a lot on your plate. Um, you guys working with the state and, and keeping Mississippi Mississippians working and in careers and things like that. But before we get into your programs and, of course, what you guys do for the state, tell us a little bit about yourselves, introduce yourselves, and give us a little background about how you began with the Mississippi Community College Board. And, Sandy, I guess you can go first. Great. Um, thank you for having us on the show this morning. Um, we are always excited to share um, about our programs at the Community College Board. I started in adult education um, as a program specialist overseeing programs uh, in high school equivalency prep, Smart Start, um, earning the National Career Rating Certificate, and I've served as the state director until May 1st of this year. Um, we work with state leaders in the development of the Mississippi Combined State Plan for WIOA. And really, our goal is to help our students, help our citizens become employed. Bronwyn, you want to introduce yourself? Absolutely. Um, uh, good morning. I'm Bronwyn Robertson. I am the program specialist with the Community College Board, Office of Adult Education. And I actually came to the board from Holmes Community College. I had over 13 years of experience in workforce development working with employers. Uh, my office was actually located in a wind job center. So just having that experience with core partners, um, uh, preparing our students for employment and overseeing um, when I was at home, the job readiness course that was required in adult education, uh, the Smart Start Pathway course. And so I served on the PD state team as we created that curriculum and brought that uh, knowledge to the board in 2018. And that is what I currently do right now is oversee the Smart Start Pathways course, as well as connect our students to business and employers. Well, Bronwyn, I'll just start with you. You talked about your department, and you are over the employer, employer engagement and um, workforce. What are your main goals in your department? What are the main goals for the state of Mississippi? Well, I'll tell you for adult education, um, we want to provide guidance and advising to our adult education programs, which are located in all of our community colleges, as well as uh, three K-12 systems and correctional facilities. And just connecting our students with those wraparound services uh, where we are providing them the skills and the pathway to connect them to employers and businesses. Um, and through the Smart Start Pathway course, our students are learning um, what the job sector strategies are of Mississippi, uh, what skills are needed, uh, what our employers are telling us they need, those essential necessary skills uh, for them to obtain and retain a job. So our main goal at the end of the day uh, is not just high school equivalency preparation, which that is a main goal of ours, but when it comes down to the end, we are wanting to connect our students to um, employment. Now, Sandy, um, given what Brunwyn just said, are your goals for what you work on specifically any different? 
Well, uh, in May, um, I was promoted to assistant executive director for workforce, career technical, and adult education. So my role is to provide oversight to the programs and colleges in these areas um, and to make sure that we streamline pathways for all of our students. We want to ensure that our students have access to CTE programs and workforce programs that are ready uh, for the students to attain employment and, and earn a family sustaining wage. It's, it's important that we put our students in those pathways where there will be jobs for them um, in their current program of study. So we, we do a lot of uh, counseling, as uh, Bronwyn mentioned, and advising our students to, to make sure they're in the right pathway. In this role, um, we have a connection internally so that we make sure that we create streamlined pathways for all of our students to be successful. And so um, either one of you can answer this. When a student comes in, come, comes in to your program, do you, they have individual assessments for these particular programs, put, put them on a particular pathway, or how is all of this incorporated? Can you walk us through that so a student would know what to expect? Sure, we'd be glad to do that. Um, so when we, when students enter the adult ed program, and let me just say this, all of our programs are free. Um, students do not have to pay for any assessments. Um, we, we try to make sure that we remove any barriers for the students when they come to our programs. But they would have to, um, we go through an orientation process, and that orientation process um, does include an initial assessment of we take the TABE test, and the TABE is the test of adult basic education. It tests students or assesses students in their reading and math language skills so that we can determine what educational gaps they have and how we can provide instruction uh, so that those students can earn their diploma and go on to find um, employment or enter into post-secondary at any of our wonderful community colleges. Um, we, we, we provide individual counseling, a student success plan for every student is created so that we can set goals for that student, short-term, long-term, um, find out what their interests are, um, and try to guide them to a sector or, or a program of study that will help them obtain a, a job so that they can, um, and you know, support their family and, and earn a wage that will, will allow them to do that. Spoke about... Um, earlier, I think Brian, when you and I earlier talked about, you shared some alarming statistics about high school equivalency. Can you define high school equivalency for us and our listeners and uh, share those statistics and tell us what MCCB is doing to help in these areas? Yes, I shared with you guys that we currently right now um, have over 361,000 individuals above the age of 18 that do not have a high school equivalency diploma. And the one thing that um, that the community college board has done uh, is number one, putting Sandy over um, as executive director for workforce, career tech, and adult ed, which means that we have aligned those departments. Um, it's already made a huge impact already. Uh, you know, the beauty of workforce development and career technical education at the community colleges is they've already have the relationship with business and industry. They're already listening um, to the employers of Mississippi uh, as to what needs to be incorporated into their programs to meet the needs of, of, that, uh, of, that, of that sector. And so our instructors and students are aware of what training 
is needed, what requirements are needed, what credentials are needed, you know, for employment. And so that is the, that is the one thing that the community college board um, has done. Um, as far as the high school equivalency uh, options, uh, the state of Mississippi recognizes, you know, both credentials, regardless of the pathway a student takes to achieve their diploma. Um, our students are learning the same competencies as students that are in a K-12 program. Um, both diplomas require students demonstrate profici proficiency, you know, in math, language, arts, social studies, and science. Um, and just we, we offer multiple ways to earn the high school equivalency diploma. Now, before the uh, we go to break, um, I know you have actually three different types of um, programs under the high school equivalency um, option. We'll talk about those when we get back. Plus, uh, we'll go into a few more programs that you actually offer um, um, in your department. We'll take a quick break and come back and finish talking about uh, workforce development and education in Mississippi. Now, if you have a question for our guest, give us a call at 1-877-672-7464. We'd love to answer or answer any of your questions or hear your comments. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, AutoCorrect. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. I'm Michelle McAdoo here along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. And today we're taking a look at education and workforce development in Mississippi. Now, if you have a question or comment, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Now, today we have the pleasure of having Mississippi Community College Board members Bronwyn Robertson and Sandy Christ here on the phone with us today. Now, ladies, before the break, we were discussing the um, high school equivalency options. Now, I went on your page and I noticed you have three different options under the high school equivalency. Can you break those down for us and let us know if one is better than the other or what are the differences? Sure, be glad to do that. Um, you know, back in, uh, before 2014, the only way to earn your high school equivalency diploma was to take the GED test. Um, that changed in 2014, and that allowed other um, testing companies, other businesses, come in and, and provide an assessment to for students to be able to show that they are proficient in certain areas. So we have two standardized national assessments that students can choose from in Mississippi. 
Um, both of these assessments lead to the same high school equivalency diploma. Um, the first one is the GED test, and that's the one people are most familiar with. Um, it's been around since the 1940s. Um, in 2014, it became a computer-based test only, um, which means you have to come to a testing center and you have to take the, the computer on, um, I mean, you have to take the test on at a computer. The cost is $30 per content area. There are four content areas. Again, it's reading and writing, math, social studies, and science. Um, the, uh, the other assessment that we offer is through educational testing service. It's called the HiSET. Um, the GED is only computer-based test, but the HiSET offers a computer-based test as well as a paper-based test. You know, some students are more comfortable with the paper and pencil, um, especially when they're doing math. So we have these, both of these options available for our students. Um, the, the difference between GED and HiSET is um, HiSET requires the same modules, reading, language arts, math, science, and social studies, but you have to write an essay. Um, they are very similar. Both tests are aligned to the college and career readiness standards. Um, and it's not that one is better than the other. The delivery methods are different. So, like I said, you could take the paper pe pencil test of the HiSET. Um, and I think the biggest difference between the two is that the GED test requires a student to have um, more computer skills than the HiSET does. The right. computer, uh, and sometimes the computer skills can be um, a barrier for some students, especially our older population of students who are not familiar with or intimidated by the use of the computer. So we have both of those options for our students. Um, the third option is a competency-based diploma, and this is something we started in 2017. And we started this um, to support our integrated education and training pathways at our colleges, which we call the My Best Program. Um, so what this allows is the student takes takes a, work, a pathway, a CTE program, let's just say they want to go into a um, welding program. So they would take the welding program while they're also enrolled in our adult ed classes, earning the academic side of the, the reading, writing, math, while they're also working on the career technical competencies for welding. So at the end of that program, they would have their, their credential for welding as well as their high school diploma credential. Um, this is a great option for students who want um, to, to or know what they want to do and are ready to enter into a pathway. So that's more of a competency base. You earn college credit. You earn national career readiness certificates. Um, so you would also earn that same high school equivalency diploma. And I think the one thing that I want to say to parents, to maybe to students or, or people who don't have that diploma is, you know, there, there's always been a stigma or there, people have felt like there's a stigma if you've dropped out of high school. And I tell people, you know, this, you cannot fit everybody into the same pathway and think that everyone's going to be successful. The traditional pathway is a K-12 program um, where you go to public school and you graduate um, like, the, like a lot of the people in our country do. But an alternative pathway to a diploma is just as um, effective and is just as sufficient as um, – for meeting employer expectations, you're, you're reading, you're proficient in reading, writing, math, science, and social studies. Um, and in, in addition to that, at the board and our programs, we offer the Smart Start credential. And we'll talk about that later. But I, I just want to make sure people understand that just because you've dropped out of school um, doesn't mean you can't come back. We have great teachers and programs ready and available for you. And um, you, 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 you can't put a stigma on that when um, 
everybody wants to do better for themselves and getting that diploma is just your first step in your career. So I like, I'm glad you mentioned that and talked about that stigma and stating that education differs because people are different. So every education pathway is not going to be the same for everyone. And it's okay. And especially with counselors in high school, if a counselor is noticing that a student is uh, maybe falling behind or not, uh, interested in being in high school, I think that this is a good option, especially that uh, competency-based diploma. If you know, if, if if people are listening and you work with students in high school, this is a great option to offer them, so they know that they still have um, a career ahead of them, and it doesn't have to be the traditional way. Now, um, tell us about your involvement with the Governor's uh, Reskill Mississippi Initiative. Um. You know, um, Governor Tate Reeves announced the launch of the Reskill Initiative last month, um, and this was to help ease the economic burden um, during this COVID-19 pandemic. You know, this has been um, a, a very unusual time for all of us as we've gone through the pandemic, and many many Mississippians have lost their jobs or have had severe cutbacks because of COVID-19. So the governor um, and and the core partners and the workforce development leaders of the state developed the Reskill Initiative. They took the CARES Act funds and they have provided those funds to the community colleges for short-term workforce training so that if you are wanting to change your career, you, you're you looking for new options, our community colleges have programs available for you. Um, most of these have scholarships available where it wouldn't cost you um, anything. There's not... There's no tuition. We have student vouchers for those things to, to reskill or upskill in different areas. And these areas are aligned with the jobs that are available in geographic areas areas across the state. Um, so if you're wanting to reskill or, you know, you want to change your career, there's never been a better time to do that. We have flexible classes, um, free training, and there's a there's a variety of options for that that can, you know, that are covered through a, a wide variety of interests. It can be from welding. It can be from dental assisting. It can be from phlebotomy and lots of different options for students right now. So, Sandy, you talked about Reskill Mississippi, which is the governor's initiative. Talk to us about Skill Up Mississippi, which is MCCB's initiative. That That's actually an initiative uh, through the Office of Adult Education. Um, that is where we have been very intentional uh, this past year to communicate to to um, anyone that will listen that we are so much more than just getting your high school equivalency uh, diploma, that we are actually skilling up our students, our students through the Smart Start Pathway course. Uh, they are signing up for Mississippi Works. They are learning what it means to have a professional email and that really employers uh, possibly uh, toss around 76% of resumes for poor professional emails. And so they're, they're taught about resumes and career exploration, um, job search strategies, financial literacy, and those essential skills. So they're going through a required 45-hour job readiness class, learning all about Mississippi's workforce, uh, learning what it means to work for an employer, workplace uh, expectations, but they're also put on a pathway um, in that course. And we're connecting them to CTE and workforce development 
Um, we are in adult ed. We are trying to help our students launch their careers while at the same time strengthen our state's workforce um, and economic development. Wow. Now, how many counties currently offer the Skill Up Mississippi program? We have 20 funded programs that cover all 82 counties um, in the state, actually. Uh, so we are statewide. We are, we are in every uh, community college, um, which, of course, has districts, and they're in all of their counties. Um, we are also in three K-12 systems. And we're also in the correctional facilities. Um, and then we have options for our students. We have full-time, part-time classes. Uh, we have face-to-face classes. Um, and we also have what's called hybrid, where they are coming. They, they're, they're allowed to come to class one day and do the rest online. And then we have some students that are completely doing the distance learning option. Um, and that specifically has pushed us into that realm because of COVID-19. Right. Now, I um, read also that some community colleges will give college credits for this course as well. Uh, that is true. That is that was an initiative uh, uh, brought on by uh, by Sandy and, and Dr. Devon before I came onto the board, and we're so proud of it. It is connected to a uh, college credit. Uh, I will tell you that uh, we do have a community college that is requiring the Smart Start Pathway course as a requirement for all incoming freshmen. So we're very pleased about that. It's a great uh, initiative. Um, it's a great talking point when you're talking to your students that, you know, that maybe did drop out of high school, that when they enter your door, that they could be working toward a college credit at the same time. Wow. Are there any grant opportunities available for um, these programs or is there a cost for that particular program? No, we um, we actually um, we have um, we have uh, all, we're always looking for opportunities for our students, so we're always applying for for grants. Uh, but we do have a great relationship with our core partners, where we braid funding to provide services uh, through MDES, um, through the Department of Rehab, and also the local workforce um, areas in our state. Um, but we also work closely with our colleges in the development of the federal grants through the Department of Labor and the Department of Education. So there's always opportunities for our students out there. Now, I know COVID-19 is still around and we're in the middle of a pandemic, but do you have any events or workshops uh, scheduled in the future uh, in person or virtually? Well, right now we're offering everything virtually, um, we, uh, but we have not skipped a beat. We, um, we just offered a two-day training on um, our English um, as a second language uh, training for the past two days. Um, we're constantly training our core partners and um, whatever they may need for their interviewers or for their case managers or counselors out in the field just to know what adult ed is doing. Um, so we, we really have not slowed down with uh, COVID-19. We've actually been a little bit more intentional um, in providing training. So. A lot of people have said that. Um, one last question. If companies and organizations or individuals are listening right now and something sparked their ear and they would love to be a, involved and be a part of um, your programs, what can they do uh, as far as helping, like GED teachers, resume building, grooming, et cetera? What, what is the need right now that uh, you need from the communities? Well, I think for our – think- oh, Go ahead, Sandy. I think that, you know, we have, we've developed a skill up initiative and you can find that information on www.skillupmississippi.com. What I would say is that we've worked very closely with our employers 
um, and our educators to align the needs of the employers because that's where the jobs are. So if there's a student out there or a parent out there um, who thinks, hey, this may be something that, that is an interest for my, my child or, or future workforce um, for employers, contact us through our Skill Up Mississippi website. We have programs for everybody, and uh, we we offer individualized instruction. We all, you know, we have a, a great cadre of teachers that this is what they've been doing. They are specialized in it, and we can help anybody get to that next step, and that next goal that they may have. Um, because eventually, um, we want everybody to be in a family sustaining wage job so that they can support their family and, um, you know, live the, live that that life we all dream of, right? I think Phil Bryant said that um, we want people to stay in Mississippi and have their dream job, and that's what we want for our our students, um, our employers. We want Mississippi to be the best that it can be. Well, any last words, Bronwyn? You have um, something to add to that? That was wonderful, by the way, Sandy. <laughs> no, I, I just I think that uh, just for you know people to visit our website at Skill Up Mississippi. Uh, dot com and just to know that we're very intentional and in that we are preparing our students uh, for the, for the workforce and 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 I and I heard it sometime last year uh, someone said that our future workforce uh, for Mississippi is sitting in um, K twelve and, and I do believe that person was completely true when he said that a very accurate statement because I have a I have a child that's in ninth grade. Um, and I do believe that he's going to be the future of our workforce. However, right now, the current workforce needs of Mississippi, uh, adult ed's playing a role in that. And we, we want them to know that the current workforce needs can be met by, by these students. Uh, that are walking in our doors at adult education. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much, ladies. This was Bronwyn Robertson and Sandy Chris um, with the Mississippi Community College Board joining us this morning. Thank you for all of your information. And if you need more information, you can go to their website, and we will post that on our podcast as well. We're going to take a very quick break and come back and have Tara Wren sum up everything we talked about today and talk about how, again, how important uh, getting Mississippians to work is <laughs> stay tuned this is mississippi education connection on mpb think radio hey this is malcolm white i'm one of the hosts of the mississippi arts hour the arts interview show on think radio Every week we talk with visual artists, musicians, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcast app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Mississippi Education Connection on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with my co-host, Tara Wren, Director of Education here at MPB. Well, today we've had a great conversation discussing education and workforce development in Mississippi. We spoke with Sharon Person about MPB's Workforce Development Initiative, Getting to Work Mississippi. And we spoke with Sandy Christ and Bronwyn Robertson with the Mississippi Community College Board about their adult education and workforce development. 
development programs. Now, Tara, you've been listening and you've been asking questions this entire hour. Why is it so important to develop skills and, and get Mississippians to work? Well, it's, it's very important um, that our young people understand what it takes to get them on their um, to, to their dreams. You know, um, these programs are, are so important because young people, we put them on a path to be successful in school and in life. They benefit our economy once they yeah. do that as well. And, you know, I, I think that in some respect, you know, may help to stop or halt or slow down the Crime. brain drain oh, yeah. that we mm-hmm. um, see here in Mississippi. You know, getting to work MS, which is MPB's program, it's just a, 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 we house the resources, lots of information that we are continuously updating and pushing out to our readers and to our public across the state of Mississippi. I think Brian, who just said a very, very well a few minutes ago, that we are intentional, both MCCB, what they're doing over there in the community colleges, here at MPB and our and the um, Skill Up Mississippi and Reskill Mississippi by the governor, they're intentional programs, and a lot of it is free. They mentioned that at the community college board. A lot of these programs are free for testing and assessment opportunities, and you know we're we're just here to provide this information and the resources so that we can put people on the on the best path that they can be on to be successful. And you said um, getting the information out to the people that need it. A lot of people are sitting at home, and if you're listening, you're like, wow, I, I didn't know this even existed. Uh, how important is getting the information to the people that need it? And you talked about that. We're here at MPB. We have more ability to do that. But like in high schools, counselors and places in the rural areas, they need to know about programs like this. Well, absolutely. And one of the things that um, we do here at Mississippi Public Broadcast and Sharon and her team, we have a, a relationship with counselors across the state and we have hosted counselor workshops and we're looking at ways right now to virtually retool those workshops where we push this information out to the students um, starting as early as eighth grade, uh, this workforce information out to them through their counselors and teachers and we're working on something so they everybody's gonna have to keep up with us and of course we'll be reaching out to the schools across the state and then the community colleges are situated you know across the state such that you know we can walk in and they're just a call away or their website that they just mentioned mm-hmm. skillupmississippi.com and you know it's, it's very important and folks that's listening go onto the website it's, it's very easy and the information is laid out there links are available um, education.mpbonline.org is a good place to start for Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I love it. I love it. And um, last words, any events or workshops you guys have coming up in the well, pipeline? I'll reiterate what Sharon said about Workforce Wednesday. We have it every third Wednesday, virtually now, of course. And the, the goal of Workforce Wednesday is to convene our partners to talk about workforce development, to talk about what's going on in the state, the latest information, the most relevant information. We have visitors and presenters on next um, September the 16th. Refill Jackson is going to come All right, Jeff and talk good. to us <laughs> about what they have going on over there. So everybody can tune in. Um, keep up with us on social media and mpbonline.org. Good deal. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We've had another great show and we want to thank our guest, Sharon Person, Director of Community Engagement here at MPB and from the Mississippi College Community Board, Bronwyn Robertson and Sandy Christ. Now, this program is a production of MPB Think Radio in conjunction with MPB's Education Department and the Mississippi Department of Education. For Tara Wren, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women and join us next Friday right here at 10 a.m. on MPB Think Radio.